Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Fruitcake, spray it every day with rum. Spray it with spray rum? Spray it, and you do it every day, like the Christmas The one that cake? sits there for a month after Christmas. Just spray oh it with God. rum. Spray it every day. Every oh. day, let it let it soak in, layers by layer. I've done it, and it's so good. I'm Dalia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. Today, learn a shortcut that can enhance almost any dish, from sauces and stews to meats and even desserts. The secret? A splash of alcohol. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. This week, we're getting a lesson in cooking with booze. No, I'm not talking about enjoying a spirited beverage while you make dinner, although that can be nice, too. I'm talking about using a splash of alcohol to enhance any dish. As chef and owner of three Tampa restaurants, BT Wynn has found plenty of creative uses for beer, wine, and spirits. I recently sat down with the celebrated chef in the dining room of Restaurant BT. In our conversation, BT throws out plenty of ideas to try at home, including one that was a light bulb moment for me. Thank you for having me. Your restaurant is beautiful. We're sitting here in restaurant BT, where staff is getting ready for dinner service. Yes. Yeah, Friday night. Okay, so we're here to talk about cooking with booze. To some of us, that means having a drink while we're cooking. That's what it means to me. (laughs) What is your favorite drink to have while you're cooking? Wine. What kind? Depends on the weather. During the day, maybe a glass of white, crispy, white burgundy. At night, I like to drink red burgundy. Nice. Very classy. Not classy, just a preference. Okay. So the other definition of cooking with booze would be actually using alcohol in the food. What are some ways that you do that? Ah, Besides wines, I think we, just from our main restaurant here, we use a lot. We use red wine, white wine, sake, rice wine. Japanese rice wine, Chinese rice wine, rum, port, gin, cognac. Wow. So those are a few to name the, what I use in the menu in cooking. That sounds like it would be the drink menu, but yes. those are just some <laughs> the of the... bar menu. Yeah, but, it, but those are just some of the, the beverages that you're cooking with. Yes. So tell me a little bit about the restaurant. What kind of food is served? And then how are you using those different beverages... As you prepare the food. Okay, so the reason why we have all of those different beverages incorporated into our menu is, number one, our menu is not just one cuisine or two type of cuisine. It's a global cuisine. So I have the freedom to cook dishes from other countries. That gives me the freedom to have multiple choices, even with beer. Can you give me some examples? Like you mentioned rum and different wines and gin. What are you putting those in? Okay, so let's say, for example, we have a dish called cocovan. 
So in French, is rooster cooked in red wine. So that's a very classic French dish. Then we have a, a traditional French influence, shaking beef. Most restaurants do not use any alcohol, but when I discovered by adding Corvassier cognac to it, it just changed the dynamic of the dish. The flavor, the aroma, the sweetness of the sauce is reduced, the high heat. That dish I discovered for myself. So I've been using Corvassier cognac for that particular dish. Nice. White wine in shellfish, white fish. I even use gin. One of my favorite is six o'clock gin. It's very mild. It's delicious. It's not overpowering. So we use that for our ceviche. Oh, in what way? We do specials. So we do scallop ceviche the other night, last week, and we use that as a the marinade, and oh, they're just wonderful. Interesting. And then what about the beer? Ah. I have not used any beer lately in the menu in the restaurant, but I have cooked at home a very traditional Vietnamese dish called hot pot. Mm-hmm. So instead of putting water into the saute, onion, lemongrass, and all the spices, instead of putting water in there, I put beer. And something about the bubble, the aroma of the beer, it makes you, when you dip in meat or seafood and then you wrap it up uh, like a fresh roll wrapper, it's just delicious. It's just very different. What the type flavor, of beer? Any beer, really, but not too dark. I like to use like a, a lighter lager or a Vietnamese beer. Oh, nice. You mentioned before we started recording that you grew up in Vietnam, so you probably had hot pot many times. Yes. And it's traditionally made with water, you said? Yeah, water, stock, but I don't remember... I think I only discover by putting beer in it because I try it one time and it just, maybe we were just having, when we were young, we were just cooking for a whole group of students and we were drinking beer and then the water reduced and we were too lazy or too drunk <laughs> to get up and get more soft and water and add it to the pot. So we were just like just taking bottles of beer and dumping to it and it tastes great. And that was the discovery. That was the Eureka moment. So do you think certain cuisines lend themselves to being cooked with alcohol? You've mentioned Vietnamese. You've mentioned French. I think a lot of country, different country use, the French especially, use a lot of white wine for lighter white fish to reduce the sauce, butter sauce, cream sauce, steam, shellfish. The Italian use vodka for their vodka sauce. So to me, alcohol beverage in cooking can act as a uh, flavor enhancer. Even something like a vodka sauce, because I've also made vodka Italian sauce and then questioned, is this even doing anything? Yeah, it does, actually, because when you put it in there, it's very subtle. But if you taste the two with or without, you can tell the difference. How important is the quality of the alcohol, because I have bought cooking wine before, which oh, I would never do drink. That. Okay, tell me why that's a bad idea. If you can't drink the wine, don't cook with it. Seriously. And the, the difference between the store-bought cooking wine, it's just terrible. Why would you do that? I know. To me, it ruined I'm, the dish. Because I'm cheap. It doesn't have to be expensive. You can find a, a, a bottle of wine for less than $10. It's drinkable. If it's drinkable, it's cookable. Oh, I like that. Why would buy something just to put in there? You, it, to me, you ruin the dish. You're right. 
And that might be a good way if you are frugal or you don't like to waste things. If you have part of a bottle of wine left, it's a good, good thing to do with the rest of it. And you can make salad dressing with white wine that's been aged. Uh, if you didn't finish a bottle of wine for a few days, you, you lost its body and taste, but it can be used as a salad dressing or it can be used into cooking. I just had a light bulb moment. Why have I never done that? I have a lemon tree in my backyard. Right. I make my own salad dressing. I don't buy any salad dressing. And it never, ever occurred to me until just now. And red wine, too. You can make a red wine vinaigrette. Oh, this has been life-changing. Seriously. And white wine is like a champagne vinaigrette. When people you call it champagne vinaigrette, they don't really use champagne. They use Chardonnay. Or the champagne that has been flat, mm-hmm. which means there's no more bubble. They'll use that to make a nice citrusy salad dressing. Oh, brilliant. What are some bad uses? Is there anything we should not add alcohol to? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, maybe the answer is no. Well, no. Actually, <laughs> There's probably something. Alcohol. What? Soup. 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 But not stew. Stew is excellent. Cocoa pan is a stew. A famous French dish called beef bourguignon. Mm-hmm. It needs red wine, like a bottle of red wine to enhance, to deepen, to extract the deep flavors. But if you put wine to a, a nice clear soup, you ruin it. Give me an example, like chicken noodle. Chicken noodle. Right. Go ahead. If you're, if you're eating that, you're probably sick in bed. And vegetable soup. No, you don't need a wine. Interesting. You need real good stocks. Yes. Stocks. Yes, you do. Now, how about desserts? I always think of flambe. Ah, oh, absolutely. I think desserts, for example, flambe, it's for visual effect and tastes. I mean, it tastes phenomenal. What exactly is flambe? The waiter comes over, next thing you know, something's on fire. The high heat with sugar and alcohol. So those are originally for show. Yeah, just right? to make a... A scene, Instagram moment <laughs> before Instagram. Right. And oh, Japanese use the really high alcohol on the what to call tap tapanaki. There's a word, oh. the grill in a really hot grill, yes. and then they splash it with a high alcohol sake, and it create that show for when you go out to the yeah, Japanese restaurant, it. and right. and the whole table is yeah. the grill, right. and they put on a show. Oh, I like that. Any other desserts would uh, would dessert, it be good for? Uh, fruit. Mm. Like I used to do a fruit salad with a vanilla custard, and I would put, I would let it, what do you call it? Ma- ma- marinade? Marinade. Overnight. Oh, man. It's delicious. My mouth is watering. What right? kind of fruit? Grapes. Grapes? It's really well with fruit. Stop it. Grapes, apple, berries, pear, raisin, nuts, all those really well with a marinade. Okay, I wouldn't have thought to marinate grapes in wine. Or are you talking about a different kind of alcohol? That's the best. That's the best way. Okay. Marinade grape juice with with, with grapes. We had a party last week. I have a lot of leftover grapes. Another thing is poached pear. Yes. With red wine. Mm. I used to make a sauce that I use. So I make a sauce for a duck dish. Duck, you need something like fruity, but I didn't want it to be too fruity. So I make this combination of goji berry, grapes, cinnamon, star anise, and port wine. Ooh. And I cook it up with cinnamon, and it, you just reduce it, and you just put it over the <sighs> duck. It's delicious. When we talk about marinating, say, grapes in 
wine or pears in wine? Is it just the straight wine or do we need to add anything to that? Well, it depends on how drunk you want to get. (laughs) Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. No, actually, all fruit has have water, have, have a lot of water in it. So with a, you add wine to it, the water we release and we'll mix, it will shrink. And mm. it will mix into the wine and it just become a sauce. Oh. And then you just put some ice cream with that maybe? A little bit of honey to add to it. If you, if you use some fruit that is not too sweet. Mm-hmm. Now, what about a really Floridian fruit like mango? I'm trying to think... People sometimes have a fruit tree and they have too much of something. Actually, I have add mango into that dessert that I had, mm-hmm. that marinade in, in, in the white wine. I'm not sure. I may have to try mango sorbet instead of water. Put some like Riesling or some white wine in it. That's oh, a- you mean making your own sorbet? Yeah. Okay, what else goes into a mango sorbet? I would like to try that. I mean, depend on really ripe mango. Water, sugar, and mint, or whatever you want to put in. And then Maybe you should just, try some. I some might wine. need to do that tonight. Mm-hmm. A Riesling wine would be good. Oh Something with gosh. a little bit of acid yes. to balance out the sweetness. Yeah, and just put that in the food processor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I want someone to invite me over for dinner and serve that for dessert. Okay, now does the alcohol cook away? So, in something like a stew or some of these other dishes, could I serve that to my kids or to a pregnant person? Okay. Alcohol does evaporate, and it all depends on the timing. If you cook it over two hours, I believe you have taken away more than 80%. I read somewhere a long time ago, but you still get the flavors, but the alcohol content has evaporated. So for something like the mango sorbet that we just envisioned, that would still yeah, contain yeah. alcohol. That would be an it's adult dessert. It's something like uh, a stew. If you let it simmer for a long time, then the alcohol will evaporate. All you do is to ta- you taste the flavors that's reduced, that's condensed down from here to here. So you don't, feel, you don't get drunk by eating cocoa vine. No. But you can taste the wine. What else do we need to know about cooking with alcohol. Do you have any other suggestions or tips? Tips. I think using white wine in the summer, making a really simple sauce for the fish or chicken or shrimp or seafood, clam. I make clam in in linguine and clam sauce. You do need wine in that, right? If you saute a simple piece of beautiful fish, you don't need much. Garlic, olive oil, a little bit of, of herbs, and then hit it with a splash of white wine. Turn the heat up, reduce it, take the fish out, and pour all of that on top of your fish. 
is delicious. So you're making the wine sauce in a separate no, pan no, right there with it? the fish. You, because you need flavor. The same thing with, with chicken, same thing with meat. You, you cook the meat first in there with all your spices. Then you take it out. Then you scrape all the goodness underneath the pans, turn the heat up, hit it with the wine, just mix it and let it really work together, mm-hmm. and then pour on top of your chicken oh. with garlic or your beef. It's very simple, actually. It's not that That would take that it to another level. Yes. That's Especially those- drinking a bottle of wine and cooking <laughs> and having friend right there, just right here. Just half a glass in there, reduce it. Pour it out. Oh man, I was admiring your herbs that are growing outside. And a tip that a lot of chefs have told us is to elevate a dish, just add some fresh herbs. Absolutely. Adding wine in place of water seems like another hack to just elevate the dish. But be careful how much you add. It's absolutely <laughs> it depends. Yeah, for sure. And wines is also a great marinade. It's a it's a great marinade, and it breaks down some. It doesn't use. It's not as a tenderizer, but it does penetrate into the protein and it breaks down the meat and it makes it easier to cook and the flavors is incredible. So if you were going to marinate like chicken or beef, you would put wine and what else? Would you put like your herbs? And, oh yeah, spices, okay. all the spices you love. And, and some salt to tenderize yeah. it. Okay. It does make me nervous having alcohol next to an open flame. You have to be careful. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure in the restaurant when people do a show with with flambe, flambe that that may be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've given us some good ideas. As summer turns into fall, it's still pretty hot in Florida. What's a a dish you could make and maybe serve cold or at room temperature with uh, wine? Like I mentioned before, especially hot summer ceviche. Ceviche is an excellent dish to make with fresh fish or, or, or selfish and it's, it takes wine or like we mentioned gin yes sake those are great example for summer dishes mm. and then you talked about rum that's my go-to <laughs> for a rum cake that I would bake what else could I be doing with rum chocolate mousse Ooh, say more chocolate mousse seriously we have uh, chocolate mousse in our menu for many, many years. We decided to add Appleton rum. Okay. And it just, people don't, didn't quite know what it is, but it's definitely different from your regular fluffy chocolate mousse without rum. Oh. There's something about it. It just gives you that mystery that you can what is it in here that makes it different? Why is your chocolate mousse different? First, we use a lot of we, have, we use a lot more chocolate, but that rum, you hit it and you whip it, you fold it in, and you let it sit there. Mm. It's a big difference. Oh, so is the alcohol replacing something? Because in the no, just dishes, flavors. Just add more. In, in that in that recipe, it just take it to a different level. Oh, I love that. It truly takes it to a level. What about baking with alcohol? Rum does a good uh, job in baking. For example, I'm not. A, I don't eat dessert and I don't bake. You don't eat dessert. I don't eat dessert. Wow. I, I eat... drink wines instead. Okay, I'll take that's my, your. I'll take my alcohol. I might, I'll take my sugar in in my wines. Apple turnover with rum. Mm. Fruit cake. Spray it every day with rum. Spray it with spray rum. Spray it. Don't pour it in. 
and you do it every day, like the Christmas. The one that cake? sits there for a month after Christmas, just spray oh it with God. rum. Spray it every oh. day. Let it soak in, layers by layer. At the end of the week, you cut that piece of. I don't like. I say I don't eat, but I've done it. I've done it, and it's so. Good. Okay, that's a good tip for all those fruit cakes just sitting around after yeah. Christmas. And it's moisture. It yeah, some moisture. it needs some moisture. Yeah, it does. How about my friend Kara just made a cheesecake with her son, and I asked her how did it turn out. She said it was okay. It could use a little more flavors. That so we were brainstorming things she could do, and we came up with bourbon sauce. Oh, that's cool. Yes. What bourbon. would you do with a bourbon sauce besides drizzle it on cheesecake? I think you kind of have to. Drizz it on cheesecake, or put it on the bottom. Ooh, you know, creme brulee. Yes, creme, you know how creme brulee you have to burn the sugar. Mm-hmm. If you hit it with bourbon, with just a little bit, it helps caramelize. And if take it out, and you turn it upside down. It just really cover the dessert. Oh it? man, I can picture that. It would be like golden brown. It would be sticky, yeah, a little crunchy, right, sweet. Right. Wow. Different. Just take it to a smoky, whole different Yeah. Life. So when we talk about a bourbon sauce, for example, my friend's son is like 12. Would the alcohol burn away? Not that he's going to get drunk off of one piece of cheesecake, but would that still have some alcohol in it? I don't think so. The high heat will burn most of the alcohol away, but the flavor, and you don't put it too much, you know, it's just, just a little bit, just enough. Huh. Oh, you've given me so many good ideas. Is there anything else you want to add? You've mentioned desserts, stews, meats, seafood. What else can we be doing with alcohol? Especially the little extra that's in the bottle, like you mentioned, the salad dressing. I love that salad dressing idea. Beer? Yeah. Anything else for beer? You can make bread with beer. You can make chicken with beer. Batter. Oh. There's something about... Adding a little bit of beer into the batter, it, it just lightens up the crust, the outside, without being so thick and bready. Yeah. And it's make it thinner. I've done that with soft cell crab. I put beers in very light beer and soft cell crab. I could see that. You can you can see the bubble and the bubbles make it really thin. Yeah. Make the batter really light and crispy. So it's not so bready. Yeah. Okay. You've given us dozens of great ideas to try. Now, is there anything that you want to try that you haven't tried yet? That's a good question. Um, We are working on not a brand new menu, but smaller place. And we want to incorporate a lot of the alcohol that we use and the herbs that we grow into both our desserts and appetizer dishes. So we are in the middle of experimenting with gin, with rum, with sake. That sounds like fun. So we just have to come back and see what you came up with. This was such a a good time and I learned a lot. I have a lot of good ideas to try now. So thank you so much. Thank you. BT Wynn is chef owner of Restaurant BT, Bistro BT, and BT To Go. She shared her recipe for BT's Shaken Beef, which includes a splash of cognac. You'll find it on our website, thezestpodcast.com. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. Our digital team includes Alexandria Ebron and Chandler Balcom. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2023, part of the NPR Network.